Blog Talk Radio. John L. Salton, the lion among lions in the lion's den. It's my purpose to bring you strength, so strap up. Strength from the lion's den is a compelling talk show that discusses life, difficult situations, the relevant topics, important issues, and empowerment from a biblical perspective. The lion's den will bring you the energy of encouragement, transcending godly wisdom, the efficacy of knowledge and education, but primarily strength to the weary in life and victorious in life through our sourcehood of connection with our Savior, Jesus Christ. So go ahead and roar. Come on, roar, roar for your victory. Roar for your strength. Roar for your prosperity. Roar for your deliverance. And roar for your strength. <laughs> Listen, tonight is a very special night. See, like many Americans at this time, some of us are not feeling at our best or living our best lives. There is hope, though. You don't have to allow your attitude to reflect the hard times. Instead, you can find strength to make it. Instead, you can discover the strength to make it through these difficulties, just as this incredible teacher, my special guest, the wonderful Amber Johnson, has a way of turning lemons into champagne. Now, let me tell you a little bit about her. We had to condense her brief, brief um, bio that she sent. <laughs> Listen, she grew up in rural North Alabama and spent her free time riding bikes, playing softball and running barefoot outside. On August 2nd, 1994, she was in an accident that would change her life and enjoying barefoot would be barefoot would be a thing of the past. She left home to go to college in 1995. Her life's plan was to become an architect. So you can imagine the thrill when she was accepted into the architect program at Mississippi State University. Woohoo, go Mississippi State. After three years of and numerous surgeries stemming from the accident over most school breaks, she realized that the best part of the program wasn't something she could physically do anymore. It was a hard realization, but like the fighter she is, she sucked it up and moved on. She discovered her calling in education and reset at MSU in elementary education. She graduated after seven years and went straight into a temporary teaching job in the classroom where she did her student teaching. Now, in 2002, she moved to Macon, Georgia for a teaching position in the second grade, which provided some pleasurable moments. But, as she, as she quote, 
I wasn't able to enjoy work or life all due, due to having more than 30 operations and taking heavy doses of pain medications just to be able to work and function somewhat by the end of her first year of teaching. She had grown accustomed to being independent, so she was accustomed to figuring out how to do what needed to be done as she loathed having to use crutches or wheelchairs outside of her home, but rather preferred to crawl at home making dinner, washing clothes, and doing normal housekeeping stuff all the while crawling on her knees. Eventually, she had to start prioritizing her days, I mean, prioritizing her days around what had to be done and what she liked to get done, such as grocery shopping, walking the dog, etc., because she didn't have the ability to do those things after working at school all day. Her parents eventually took her dog to help out, and her ability to live a normal life got smaller and smaller each day. Now, in 2003, after two surgeries that were flocking failures, flocking, okay, she made a pivotal decision that she states was the best decision I've ever made. She was up again without wheels, crutches, or a cane in about 12 weeks and started making up for lost time. She played on a church softball team. She ran around with her students at school. She dated a lot. And I quote, I do mean a lot. <laughs> she, she shopped, got her pooch back, and had a glimmer of normalcy, and it was awesome. Unfortunately, all this fun came at a price that would cause her to have to make another pivotal decision. After all was said and done, she was an arch- she wasn't an architect. She wasn't traveling the world and wasn't settling down, and she doesn't know. I'm sorry, she wasn't settling down and popping out babies. But she was and still is enjoying her bountiful life. Her reality is that she doesn't know what it's like to be a normal adult. Her normal ended when she was 17. So while she sees what other adults do, she states, I don't really know what I'm missing. I've counted that as a blessing, but most adults don't understand what I'm saying. I can spend all day, every day, lamenting about what I don't have or what I can't do, but that wouldn't get me anywhere. I prefer to focus on the people I care about and doing the things that I like to do and am fully capable of doing myself. I absolutely hate asking for help and can usually figure out how to do just about anything I need done. I also have a good support system of friends and connections that can help if I decide to ask for it. That's pretty important in life. Finally, currently, she is 43 years youthful and has spent 18 years teaching and calls Middle Georgia home. She is single and not looking to change that anytime soon. Don't get any idea. This past year, teaching gifted students in grades one through five, which she thoroughly enjoyed up until COVID-19 sent us in disarray. She confides, I think my life has played out as it has, as it has to help me know how to deal with the craziness that life gives us. I'm patient and a good problem solver. Thanks to the numerous years of physical struggle. So 2020 hasn't gotten the better of me. Thank heavens for a sense of humor and the ability to just roll with it. In her free time, she likes cruising with her ride or die canine Sammy, crocheting like a little old lady, big words, World War II history, all things technology related, and being a comedian among her group of friends. Without further ado, without further ado, let's welcome the awesome. Hello. <laughs> I can get used to that introduction. <laughs> hey, you are awesome, awesome individual. Hey, I, I, I've said so much already, but I got, I got to tell my story of how I met you. Oh, please do. 
Okay, listen. I was up, you know, I got dreads in my hair, so I've been, I've been, you know, profiled and discriminated against because of my hair because I got dreads when it wasn't popular back in the early two thousands. Now everybody got dreads now, you know. So I was going to this new school because I was displaced in this school system, which will remain nameless, and I was displaced. And look, and so I had to find me another job at a school. And this school called me to come in for an interview. And I was a little anxious because I was like, are they going to accept me? Because, you know, my hair and everything. And I wasn't sure. But when I walked in and I saw AJ with her tats and her hair, it's like she had a she had a, a, a nameplate that says, I'm different. <laughs> so I was like, I, was like, I know her, man. And, and to make a long story longer, she hired me. <laughs> I had a little role in it. I try. You sure did. Yeah, What's going there's not on? a lot of tatted up teachers around, but that's no, 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 not not with beautiful tats like you. And you are the best hugger I in know. the world. <laughs> you know, you're the best hugger I like in the world. To make the world more colorful. Mm. I try. I have missed your husband. I haven't seen you for like a whole year. I know. And they always so smell funny. so good. Oh, you have oh. the best smelling hugs ever. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't the other way around. I mean, I really am. I better be mm-hmm. not well, true. I better be nice. This will be trying to snatch snatch your beat. You'll be like, mm, mm-mm. Don't talk about my man. <laughs> Listen, now, we left out a very vital part in the introduction because we wanted you to tell it. What took place on August the 2nd, 1994? On that day, I had a car wreck um, that was pretty major and I crushed both my feet. I broke a lot of ribs on my right side. I bit through my lip. Um, but the big deal was I literally pulverized both my ankles. Mm. They were okay. they were bad. It was bad. I didn't mm. I didn't really know it at the time because I was a mm-hmm. minor. The doctors didn't right. say anything to me, you know. So um mm-hmm. My parents kind of knew more about what was going on than I did. Um, okay. They thought I'd hurt my neck, so I was in a straight neck brace and just extraordinarily uncomfortable, probably more so with the ribs mm-hmm. um, than anything, because at that point, all my nerves were all jacked up in my feet, so I couldn't feel anything much. So now, that, was, were you dri- that was a huge blessing. Now, were you driving? I was, and I came around kind of a curve <laughs> and hit gravel. It's just a little country place where I was where I grew up and it was just right there in the neighborhood and um the state decided they were going to repave the road but they put down the tar and they put down gravel and Mm -hmm. they didn't pack it and they also Ah. didn't put up any signs so I came around a little curve and hit the gravel and just lost it there there was nothing I could do at that point I got you Okay. Yeah, I hit a telephone pole and just Mm -hmm. crushed up the front of the car, which um, pretty much like smushed my ankles. Okay, okay. Now you said in 2003, after two surgeries were a flocking failure, that 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 Dr. Seuss, uh, you made Mm, a pivotal for real. You made a made a pivotal decision, and you said it was the best decision you ever made. And, And I'm gonna tell you, I love that because you know I'm taking counseling right now in uh. We're talking about ableism, you know, and there are people who say, who think that people with disabilities are bad off, but they're not. They're not. They're doing fine. They just you just don't see it. But uh, what what was that decision? I am a double amputee. 
mm-hmm. by my own decision. Mm-hmm. So I, um, when my feet, in my initial accident, like in the first maybe like year, I had, I think only two surgeries. But mm-hmm. the longer I went, they had like just put things together as best they could. And like bones would just pop off and I would feel it. I knew exactly what happened. And then, you know, I could guarantee that I'd be in the doctor's office at my orthopedic place and, you know, be having surgery the next couple of days. I mean, that's just how it was every holiday, every summer vacation. Mm -hmm. And at one point it got to the situation that was like, you know what, there's not a whole lot we can do left. So, Mm. I mean, there's only so much they can do. I had a artificial ankle joint. We tried that. That was kind of like the last ditch effort. And okay. even it didn't work. So when it didn't work, we had two options. We could amputate it then. Well, mm-hmm. three options. Or you could just live with it, which was not a good option. Right. Or they could try to fuse the joint in place so that it wouldn't move. But they said it would still hurt. So I was like, oh, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm over it. Just wow. That took I, a lot of it, it took a lot of cojones to do that. A lot of cojones. It did. But well, I, it took me about a year to really build them up. You know. Okay. It it no. was it was a hard go to begin with because I started talking mm-hmm. as soon as I moved here. There was a an article in the newspaper, like the very first newspaper I saw, and it was about a local prosthetist who's also an amputee. And I was like, it was literally front page, and I was okay. like, oh my gosh. Oh, this is telling wow. me something, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and I went and saw him, and I bawled and squalled and cried and was like, I can't do this, da, 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 you know? And mm-hmm. he was like, well, if you know, if you ever get to the point, then, just, you know, let me know. There's no pressure. Nobody's saying you have to go do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it did, well, it took maybe another six or eight months, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm done. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So it was a process, and it was weird to begin with. It was really weird. But mm-hmm. because the right foot had been taken all the stress from the left foot, which was the worst one initially, then okay. as soon as my amputation was done, the right foot did exactly the same thing. It just started falling apart. And I yeah. didn't want to waste another eight or nine years. So we tried right. to save it for about another three, two and a half or three years. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I'm an elective double amputee. It was better to amputate than to live with that that type of pain and anguish. Well, I wasn't living. That's the problem. Okay, okay, there there was no life. Right. You know, I worked and I came home, and that was it. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have my dog. I mean, I couldn't even walk my baby, you know? So it it just wasn't any life. And I was in my, like, mid-20s, and I didn't get to do anything, nothing. Mm. So you, you like, it was it was actually a blessing to be able to have the legs off because then I was free to like do things. Right. You said like you said in your in your uh bio, you made up for lost time. Oh, I made up for lost time. You you played so- <laughs> softball you played softball and all that. Mm-hmm. I played ball and it's uh funny, one of our coworkers um was on the team too. And I was still a new amputee, and coming into that lifestyle, there's just a lot of stuff to learn, like how to deal with all the changes. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you had a lot of salt the day before, and you might be a little swollen, well your leg may not fit. 
you know, it may take you 20 minutes to put your leg on in the morning. So it, it's weird stuff. But initially, my leg was so swollen and just really sick, honest to goodness. Um, okay. When I first got legs, it, you know, squeezes you kind of into a hard socket made out of carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. And I was losing. It was just pumping out fluid. So my leg was changing shape. It was shrinking every day. And it takes about three years for them to shrink all the way down to where they're going to be like a stable size. And I would go through, I think that softball season, I bet I went through six different legs. And they got to where they didn't even make real leg legs for me. They pulled them out of plastic, which is not mm-hmm. what <laughs> not what you do. But, I mean, I couldn't afford to buy 14,000 legs. And, right. I mean, it was literally every two or three weeks I would have on these spacers that you have to put in and then your leg doesn't fit and then you could be walking and it falls off. And let's just say that's not a good look. Um, okay. It happened to me, but it's not a good look. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I was just like, holy moly, every softball game, you know, it was like, Oh, you got a different leg today. Oh, wow. You got a different leg today. You know? So it was right. interesting. And there were right. some things that I could do better than others, but you know, I, I definitely started making up for lost time. Now, you said you could make yourself taller. You could wear any kind of shoes you want. Man, yeah, I used to be five foot two, and now I'm five foot six and a half. Five foot seven <laughs> if I have tall shoes on. I couldn't even reach the top shelf of the grocery store. Now I'm like, I don't need anybody. I can reach the top shelf of the grocery store. <laughs> now, what size shoes do you prefer? I am currently in, in a nine. I used to wear around an eight. But a mm-hmm. nine gives me a little more stability because it makes the foot, you know, just a little bit longer. So okay. generally a nine. And at this point, I probably wouldn't go back and change it. Now all my shoes are nines. So that would okay. be stupid unless I really want new shoes. Now, now AJ, I don't how think many I want them that bad. <laughs> Get you a pair of Jordans, you know. <laughs> hey. How, how many surgeries have you had all together? All together, we lost count at 40. So, and I've had other surgeries too. I had to have my tonsils out, but that was when I was like 20, I don't know, 6, 25, 26, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I've had some other, you know, surgeries, having my wisdom teeth cut out and stuff like that. But it's any somewhere over 40. Any, any cosmetic surgeries like, you know, uh, bust or, you know, uh, posterior? Uh, oh, you know, honey, you know. no. I am 100% all real except for like the whole fake leg thing. Everything else. <laughs> Even my fingernails, because I I can't go back to the nail salon yet. I'm not I'm I'm not ready. Okay. So yeah. So even my nails are like all de natural. <laughs> so you're all natural. Mm-hmm. All de natural. For real. Hey, Jay, why, why do you? Uh, I know this kind of a, this is a cosmic question that we like to ask. Why do you think it was you? Why Why did you have to go through this? Do you look at it like that, or how? What's <sighs> your What's your pick on that? Well, you know, I I don't know what would have happened. Um, I learned later that the option to amputate probably my left foot was, you know, thrown out to begin with. I, again, I was a minor. I didn't know that. I don't know mm-hmm. how I would have taken it back okay. then. You know, I mean, I was like two weeks from starting my senior year of high school. And that's right. all I wanted. I was like, dude, I just want to get out of the hospital and do my senior thing because it's the first pep rally. It's, the first, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it's small town, USA, you know, just, we didn't do anything. We just rode around and had fun, you know, 
and I just wanted to get back to doing that. That is literally all I wanted to do. So I don't think I would have been able to handle it at that point. I mean, obviously, 17 years old, right. about to be a senior in high school. Um, I think it was given to me, and it may sound really weird, but kind of like a gift because it's really taught me to go with the flow. I just mm -hmm. do what I can do, and I just don't panic about things that I can't. I don't. I used to have a little bit of a temper. I know you won't believe that. Um, <laughs> and it just is non-existent well, at this point. And I, I think middle age has kind of helped that too a little bit. Who's middle age? Who who's middle age? You? Oh, I mean, um, not my neighbor, <laughs> right, right, yeah, across the way. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. I have really I gained a lot of clarity once the forties hit. Let me tell you. Okay, we'll do. We'll give you that. I, I remember you telling somebody. I ain't gonna say who, but you said, oh, "Now don't let my crazy <laughs> mix with your crazy." <laughs> you're not. Oh, you're, I you're know not right. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, that ain't gonna work. It's too much crazy in one location. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nope. <laughs> wow. But I, I really do. I mean, I it's uh, I'm a pretty tough uh, person. I think. And not mm -hmm. tough like I don't care about anything, but tough like, you know, I can make the best out of just about everything. I can figure mm -hmm. it out. I don't scream and holler and get mad and, um, like, make my blood pressure go up. You know, I, I and I think it's just a combo of what I've lived through and, mm -hmm. like, the time of life I'm in right now. And I really do think it's made me kind of into who I am. I think I'm a pretty compassionate person and. Um, well, I you know what? That, meet the the kids that need you know somebody to just love on them, even though they're really not lovable. Well, you know, no, man, and that, that, I think it's that, all prepared me for that. That's, that. Hey, that's my staple right there. I, I I always tell them the better the better. Well, now you know they don't use bad anymore, but that was my thing. Put put the dunce cap on them and send them to me, and I'll tell them that dunce cap is a crown. That dunce cap is a crown, baby. For real. And that's, you know, I think the next generation needs to know that because yeah. a lot of them don't. They, don't. they just don't. And I also think I'm a pretty good model about, like, disability awareness at school. I don't mm -hmm. have legs that look like legs. You know, mine uh, right now, I've got Wonder Woman legs. Um, so they don't – There and I, I – that's like a conscious decision. I tried. I had a leg. Oh, it was beautiful. It took forever to get the little skin made that went on it. It was gorgeous. Oh, my God, it looked fantastic. What? But it took so long to make it, and then, like, the skin part on it was, like, 500 bucks by itself, and it took weeks and weeks and weeks to make it. I was scared to wear it to work because I didn't want a kid with a marker or a pencil right. or scissors to, like, stab it accidentally or throw a Sharpie on it, you know. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, I can't wear this to school. I this is my Sunday leg. I can't, I just can't leave this out and about, <laughs> you know? And at that point I was like, well, that's stupid. Why even bite, you know, get those kind of legs. But right. I mean, I walked down the hall and I changed schools this year and I did not know one single kid that went there. And um, they all automatically could see me and say, Oh, robot legs. And I'm like, Ooh. yep, that's it. Robot legs. Hey, what's up? You know, they don't have the, the, She's got a fake leg, but or is that a fake leg? I I can't tell. You know, right. it 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 lends itself easily to the job I'm in, just to have 
have it all out there. They see the medals. You know, they see the Wonder Woman part, and they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, you got robot legs. Yep, I sure do. Yeah. You know? you, you, so, I love how you just – I love how you just embrace it and, you know, okay. All right. Day in my ear. Listen, we got to go to break right quick and we're going to be right back. AJ, you are, you are something special. You are indeed a gift. Listen, we got to go to break and do a commercial right quick and we'll be right back. Hold on. We're talking. Well, you, you, you're you in, inside the lion's den. I'm your host, Apostle John L. Solomon. Get it. And I, I, I I don't know if I told you our subject is getting your best out of a bad situation. And this woman is a expert. And her, her attitude, her vibe, everything covers that. Y'all hold on. We'll be right back with Amber Johnson. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right. $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. True desire in the heart for anything Good is God's proof to you, sent beforehand to indicate that it's yours already. That itch that you have to be whatever it is you want to be, in front of the camera, on on the stage, behind the stage, that itch, that desire for good is God's proof to you, sent already to indicate that it's yours. You already have it. And we all have that unique gift to go out and touch people, to affect people, understand that gift, protect that gift, appreciate that gift, utilize that gift, don't abuse that gift, treasure it. You have it. You already have it. All right, we're back. Straight from the Lions Den. I'm your host, Apostle John L. Solomon. We're here with Amber A.J. Johnson. Give it to us. Hey Jay, you still with us? I need that to I need that to play every time I walk into a room. <laughs> Might get kind of weird being at home by myself, but that, it, I'll overlook it. Just, just let them just clap you up. Yes, I feel so much better about myself. Hey, uh, <laughs> we want to know how 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 are you how are you doing now in the midst of everything uh, emotionally, mentally, physically? How are you? Well, this whole pandemic thing is really bizarre, but mm-hmm. again, I think I've taken a pretty good attitude about it. Um, I of course I am single and I live by myself. I have my little ride or die Sammy. All right, but right. um, 
being in quarantine, like hard, we were in hard quarantine for like a month. And I went nowhere and did nothing. I was sick, and they didn't know what I had exactly, and it turned out just to be a really terrible, terrible upper respiratory infection. Okay. Probably. Um, you but I had you to go through the COVID-19 is? test. Okay. And it is not cute. I don't recommend it. Hmm. Um, but, the, I mean, it, it kind of wears on you eventually. You know, if you're totally by yourself, and I talk to Sammy like he's a little person here, and he may not understand ten words, but he's, hey. he's my little guy. So hey. I get a lot of conversations hey. with Sammy. Hey, I love, I love. Now, uh, don't get mad at me, but I'm a cat person, but I love them dog movies. You know, A Wonderful Dog's Life, and man, them things are oh, so I know. Good. Man, they're so but good. But they're always sad. I'm like, oh. But- don't hey. just make it happy. I don't want a tear jerking dog movie. I know. Oh. At the end, at the end, you gonna you gonna find yourself. You know, well, some people, not me, <clears throat> tough. You know, some people be tear up. You know, ain't gonna say nobody. You know, not me, not me. Yeah. You know, per se, but some people tear up. You know, of course. Yes, <laughs> I know. It's just it's been a very weird, very weird mm-hmm. <laughs> experience the last few months. But I and I, you mentioned I. I crochet, and it really, really has given me something to do. When now, school you, was first let out, it uh-huh. w- we would spend hours on the computer. I mean, it was – my eyes were like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing to me? I know. I but, know, right? you know, I still had a lot of free time that I wasn't used to, but I couldn't okay. really go and do, and nobody was coming here, and I couldn't go anywhere else, and – it was really freaky. So I literally I made a, a blanket. Like I made I crocheted it and it took the last count I had was three hundred and ten hours that it Oof. took me to do. And it's somewhere or probably in the three twenty zone. But I mean it that took a long period of time, but it was fantastic. I would just have my mm-hmm. little nerdy T V shows on, I like documentaries. Um <laughs> and I would just like be crocheting, doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would think, gosh, I ended up crocheting for like 14 hours today. I and the next day I wake up with like T Rex arms. You can't even like move, move your fingers. I'm like, you know, I'm right. like, ooh, I might need to take a break from that. Mm. Well, we're, we're glad you're keeping yourself busy. And uh, <laughs> now, 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 you said you you was telling me uh, pre-show you did some cardio today. I did, but you know, you know what my biggest feat of the day was? What? I drank 64 ounces of water. Oh, All I'm you saying are... is I'm glad you... that toilet paper is now restocked fully in all grocery stores. You are a fish. Today was the first day <laughs> that I got all 64 ounces in. I am so done with water for today. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> But I did an hour of cardio, so most of the water went away when I was doing all my cardio stuff. Right. Um, you know, but I yes, admit, I'm, I I'm not a fan of the water. Uh huh. Well, you know, you can put <sighs> the, the little crystal light in your water. You know, it it has zero. Calories. I may have to, like infuse it with something, or you know, I figure something <laughs> out eventually. I'm not there yet, but I'm kind of using that again. Yeah. I know you will. And uh, <laughs> you know, I I love Amber. I love I. A- AJ, I, I never made the connection, but uh, I, I like that. You 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 don't you don't look like an amber. You do know that. 
<laughs> I know. And when people ask me what AJ stands for, and, and I tell them, and they're like, oh. And I'm like, I know, right? I, mm-mm. It's just not me. Mm. Well, maybe when no, you were I'm born. I'm an AJ. Yeah. Hey, listen, you, you oh, gave I was us a cute. Speech. I still am technically, but mm. oh. oh, I was oh, cute. Yeah. You better know it. You better come on with it. Hey, mm-hmm. you you gave us a scripture. He cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. Psalms ninety one and four. That is my motto. I know a lot of my staff. I have it like, tattooed on me. Huh? I have it tattooed on me. Oh, come on. What does it mean to you? It's he's your umbrella. Okay. You know, um. When things seem like they're out of control, mm-hmm. you're covered. You may not feel it right at the time, but if you stop and think, you're covered. You know, it's it's that feeling of safety and, like, security when things are out of control, which is like our whole, you know, existence right now. Everything is pretty out of control right now. But I, I don't really feel – I'm not freaking out about it. I'm, like, I'm not going – I'm taking precautions that make me feel better. But right. I I feel like even though things are out of control, they seem that way. I I don't think it. You know, I think there's a plan, and I'm just a cog in the wheel, and I'm Amen. just rolling with the punches. That's right. I, and I'm now covered. this, you covered. That's right. We covered. Amen. Listen, uh, I want to know. You know, I'm taking classes. I'm counseling. You know, I'm gonna be counseling folks. You know, telling people to lay on the couch. Oh, boy. <laughs> Listen, have, have you have have you had uh, experience uh, you know discrimination? Have you had a lot of people with disabilities? You know, a lot of people with disabilities have. Have you experienced any discrimination? I have, I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to make it into something that's not mm, terrible. I usually mm-hmm. write about it, and most of the times it's on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. I, I never know people's names, but when you get accosted at the Walmart, um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're like, oh, seriously? Oh, mm. you well, know, all, you need, I, all you need is a bat. Get a, get, a, get a bat. I know, right? Well, see, I've got legs. I can just pop a leg off and smack somebody or they would just oh, fall wow. over from the smell by itself. So <laughs> it'd be good. I wouldn't even have to like smack them with it. I just wave it under their nose and they'd fall out. It'd be okay. <laughs> Um, but you know, you, you encounter things like that sometimes, but Uh it's also given me a really good perspective because you don't really realize how many amputees there are out there. They're everywhere and you don't really know it. Um, when I'm out and about, I'm always looking down and it's not because I want to like see shoes. It's just because I need to see, is there a stick? Is there a big crack in the sidewalk? Is there a rock that's going to throw me off? You know? But when you're spending your time looking down a lot, you see things Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't normally see. There are a gazillion amputees in this world. And I think we're all, it's kind of like we have the GIMP network. You know, you you help each other out. And, I mean, it wasn't, oh, gosh, the last time I was in Hobby Lobby, somebody chased me down. And a friend of hers who didn't even live here um, needed some like questions answered. And I was like, okay, "Okay, cool. Well, here's my phone number. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. have her call. And as it turns out, she's moved up here and, 
you know, but I just, I do that all the time. I'm not, they have through the, um, the uh, amputee council, there's like a whole network. Um, you can take classes like for so many hours and be a certified peer counselor. I've never done that. I don't ever have time. I'm always busy. You know, I work and stuff. So I just, um, I don't have time for all that. But I get calls a lot. I get emails. Hey, can you go visit this person? Can you talk to them? Can you, you know, whatever. And the cool thing is people did that for me. So when I was at that point and I was asking questions, somebody did it for me. So we do it for other people. And when we get done with our spiel, helping whoever we're helping, we tell them, now it's your job to do the same thing. So if somebody comes and asks you something, even if it's three in the morning and you're buying bleach because somebody threw up grape juice on your white carpet and da da da, you know, that even though that's the last thing you want to discuss at that time, you stop and do it. Or you give them a number or you give them your email address or something mm-hmm. so that they can contact you so that you can, mm-hmm. you know, pass it along. That's incredible, man. Hey, I, I, I love how about. that is. I love how you said I could spend all day lamenting about what I don't have or what I can't do, but that wouldn't get me anywhere. That is such a powerful statement. I think a lot of people have a victim mentality. Mm, and it, a what? It, a victim mentality. Well, come on, where doctor. Anything that happens, they're always a victim. Yes. And that makes me nuts. It really does. I don't understand it. And I know people, everybody's different. It takes all kinds mm-hmm. to run this world. Come but on. that just doesn't register with me. I just don't get me, it. Me either. I, right. I just can't be a victim. You know, That's right. it, life is what you make it. And if you want it to be crappy, then it's going to be crappy. And if well, you, you want know, to get on with it and figure out, stuff you like to do with people you like to do it with, then you just need to get over it and move on. Well, you know what Mama said. What Mama say? All right. Let's hear what Mama has to say on the subject. <laughs> Mama say that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, Mama's wrong again. <laughs> no kind of sandwich. You're wrong. Mama's right. <laughs> That's what Mama said. Hey, I got I got one of my I got one of my biggest fans on the line. She's my biggest biggest fan. I'm gonna let her say something. Uh, uh, caller, my biggest fan at 1535. You have something to say? See, this always happens when I bring in a caller, Lisa. Okay, Lisa. Maybe she just doesn't want to talk to you. You know what? She's going back to me. Have you been mean to her lately? Of course here not. I, here I am. <laughs> hey, you you can't Hello? be embarrassing me. You can't be embarrassing me on air now. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept, I kept away for a second. We we live international. We live internationally. Uh, you want to say something yes. to our special guest? Hello, AJ. Oh my gosh. I love you. 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 I love you to pieces. I miss your face. <laughs> Say what? I miss your face. What is it? You miss my face. Oh my gosh. I miss you. Yes. 
Thank you. It's crazy to me. So, so close. You. you just so close to somebody, you. but you can't see them. You can't see them, exactly. <laughs> we truly appreciate you for coming on doing the interview. Um, you have been such a blessing. And I and I had, you know, of course, you know, he knows I, I, I knew you first, you know. No, no, um, no, 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 no. So um, you were my friend first, AJ. We don't have to go with girl power. Girls got to stick together. That's right. Exactly. Um, I think our caller is, we're getting some static. (laughs) Our caller is about to get cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Is your caller delusional? No. Thank you, you, caller. Your tower is something is wrong with your track. You were my friend first, I think. (laughs) <laughs> I Caller, your, your track phone is acting My up. Lisa. Okay, I'll call her. Her track phone cut off, so she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, boy. Hey, hey, now, um, now, my, you know what? I want now something happened in 2018 that we want to talk about. <laughs> Wait a minute. We gotta go to a break, and when we come back, we're gonna um, we're gonna bring out the big guns for AJ here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, hold on, we'll be right back. Straight from the lines, then your host, Apostle John L. Solomon. Our topic tonight is making the getting your best out of a bad situation. My special guest, AJ, will be right back. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. There comes a time when we heed a certain call. When the world must come together as one There are people dying Oh, when it's time to lend a hand to life The greatest gift of all We can go on Pretending day by day That the world somewhere Change. We all a part of God's great big family and the truth. You know, love is all we need. We are. 
right, we are back. Straight from the Lions Den. <laughs> Your host, Apostle John L. Solomon. And we're talking today with Amber Johnson, affectionately known as AJ. AJ. Yeah. I love that we had a word. I love that we are we are the word. Especially when uh what's the name? The boss came in. We are the world. We are the children. <laughs> he kinda got that gritty thing going on. That's a gritty hey. voice. Hey, you know what was so funny about that video? All, some of them had one-liners, and they were looking at the paper. I think I saw Ray Charles looking at the paper. I mean, I'm no, no. Let me stop there. Uh, they had one. <laughs> they had one-liners, and they. I'm like, all you got to do is say, "There's a choice we're making. We're saving our lives. Why are you looking at the paper? What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, you, you hadn't heard it yet. You you don't know the words. Okay. <laughs> right. Now, now, AJ, we want to get to this now. In July of 2018, you know, my uh, my research team, they always do some back, they have to go do some background research on my guests. And they found a <clears throat> picture of you in a low-cut one-piece, now, bathing suit. Now, were you just having a hot girl summer showing off the curves or... Well, well, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't preface the question. You know, I have to... I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You know, we we want the truth. Were you just having a hot girl summer showing up the curves, or were you trying to attract... You you can't handle the truth. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, you know what? Every you know summer is a hot girl summer, especially when you're living in Georgia. It's just – Come on now. And summer's long. Hey, you know what some long of my uh, said you were doing? Oh, Lord. They said – I was looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> looking for love in too many faces. Searching your eyes. How's it? <laughs> okay, that has been kind of a way of life for me. But that's Come on okay. now. Like I said, I'm over it. It's all good. I'm chilling. It's all good. But I, I probably at that point, more than likely, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, you are, you are so beloved and you are a gift. Now, you know, now you need to take a glamour shot or some more selfies because I'm, I'm going to tell you how beautiful of a person you are. We could not find a single picture of you by yourself. I said, my God. We had to make a picture. You, you see our latest photo? We had, we had to make a picture. We had to extend the hair. We had to, we had to really Photoshop. But that, that's just a, a testament to your how, how a beautiful soul you are, how you make everyone feel special around you, and you bring everyone into your life, and you provide so much joy. Well, I try. Some days it's easier than others. But, yeah, I have tons of really good friends. I don't live anywhere close to any of my relatives. So I've kind of gotten, like, family friends here, you know. I've got a couple of kind of, like, making mamas that kind of watch out for me and will cook me meals if I need it or, you know, bring me something if I'm sick. My making mamas. I like that. I like that. That's a uh, hashtag. Making right. Oh, that's a group. I need. I need. I need to join the Making Mamas group. I need. To, I need that. Oh, we could use. We could use you, some meals. You got a lady at home? Oh, please. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, and she can, and she can cook like the Dickens, but you know, she needs a break sometimes too. You know, that's what restaurants are for. <laughs> <laughs> who who wants to pay? I, I mean, mean, she did bring you donuts today. Man, do 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 you know that sabotage? She bringing me donuts after after I did my cardio. I come home and a box of donuts, and and I, I was so angry and so I was like such blasphemy. And after two donuts, I was like, I can't believe this. <laughs> you didn't even care anymore after them two donuts. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And, and and I think two more are calling my name, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> oh, but they're so light and fluffy. You know, it's like eating cotton. It's just, there's nothing to it. See, and that's, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. They're so light and fluffy, but then, oh my gosh, it's just terrible. It's terrible. They don't look light eat. and fluffy on your thighs. I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> you are amazing. Listen, AJ. We as we conclude, I, I would like for you to um. There, there's some there's there's some people really having a hard time and uh. And you know, if you would take this opportunity, just take a moment and just uh, go Julius Caesar or uh, Brutus or whichever one of those, and just eighty-two Brutus. two Brutus. You know, get on your soapbox and just uh, share with them. You know, just some of your beautiful spirit, some of some of the things that you do to help get you through and to just continue to maintain in the midst of uh, struggle and hard times because uh, you are definitely that one. Well, um, everybody has their own struggles, and it doesn't matter if you have everything you want or if you have nothing. Everybody's got struggles, and just because my struggle may be different than yours doesn't mean that it's any worse or any better. So, like, I have people that will run up to me and, oh, you know, my foot's just broken. It's not that big a deal, and and I'm like, "Your, your foot's broken. It hurts, I'm sure. I, you know, I've survived that. I get it. Dude, it hurts. It's okay to say, ow, I hurt, you know, because you've got a problem. Everybody does have problems. And some people, bless their soul, seem to have more problems than others. But if they're that person that's like me, um, they have a lot of weird junk that just comes their way. If you have a good attitude about it mm-hmm. or you have a good network of people that don't, that would never like turn you away, that would do anything for you because they know that you would do the same for them. That's, that's what makes the difference. If you have people in your corner, you can get through just about anything. And if you Mm. don't have people in your corner, you need to find people to be in your corner. And it's not that hard. You know, it's just not, but part of it is, how you're wired you know mm. if you're negative nancy come on you're not going to get very far you know it's it's just not the way to go and everybody has bad days i have bad days i mean that mm-hmm. that's just part of life you know um when i'm sitting in the house after 60 days of quarantine looking at the four walls thinking you know they're just closing in on me there's a <laughs> lot of reasons to to like go nuts, you know, mm-hmm. or to not take mm-hmm. it very well. But if you have something to take joy in, that's kind of what you've got to cling to. And sometimes you have to find your own because it may not be readily available. That's right. You just have to make your joy. 
you know. Um, like I said, with my little crochet thing, it's not something that I would normally do. But mm-hmm. it, it gave me a reason to be okay with sitting at home. You know, wow. and if you have kids and stuff like that, it's different. You know, you've got other things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, helping others is a really good one. Um, it's just so important. You know, when you can get your mind off yourself because you're thinking of somebody else, it just it gives you a whole new purpose. And you don't realize, well, a lot of times you don't even realize you're doing it until you're already done. But, you know, it's, it's your network and your attitude and that that makes the whole world a difference you know mm. if i could help everybody out there in my same situation i totally could i would i'd be all for it you we know, know we, but we, i'm just you know i just do it on a local level and that's fine you know because that's what i can do so mm-hmm. if you do what you can do then everything's going to work out you just got to have faith that's it well, you said it, make your joy. I love that. You know, and I make my joy every day. I look for something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to paint. And by, and by the way, speaking of, I, I want to ask you one more question, but I want to tell you this. Do you know I'm writing a book, and 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 my book is dedicated to Miss Seals because she taught me so much when I moved from high school to elementary, but not just from high school to elementary, from high school to elementary access. Oh, my God. And she taught me so much. Okay. So I'm dedicated I'm dedicating the book to her, and I want you to do the foreword. And the book is called uh, Rooks the Fox Who Had No Tail. And he finds out how uh, significant he is, not by what he has, but what, what he don't, doesn't have. And, uh, and I know mm-hmm. you're going to – and I'm in my last chapter. So uh, in, in about two weeks, I'm going to be done with that, and I'm going to shoot it to you in email. Cool. I'm all about <laughs> that. <laughs> Absolutely. That will be mm-hmm. awesome. Hey, and this last question before we go: What was it like? Trans? What was it? Oh, we miss you so much at the place. I said the school name, and it beat it out. You know, we miss you so much there. How? What was it like for your your transition? We we miss you so much. What was your transition like? You know, I, know you I had been at the former school for eighteen. No, for. 17 years? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had been there for 17 years. Wait, it what? It was scary. Oh, wow. Yes. I it, Since I had been in Macon, that was my school. No, and I'm not like I, some kind of big party girl, so that's all my people. That You know, all my people are there, you know. Um, but once, because it was a new job and everything, I had no idea what I was doing. But I learned it. I figured it out. You know, you kind of learn as you go. But again, Uh that could be, that's that's like a big stepping stone. You know, you're jumping out and doing Mm -hmm. something different in a different location. And you don't have family to fall back on that just lives right here, you know. Right. Um, But instead of it being, I left all my friends, now what do I do? It's, wow, now I have two schools Mm -hmm. that they're they're my people you know so it's not it wasn't as big and scary as I thought it would be because I ended up with a whole new set of people that I like and that like me and that we enjoy you know 
doing what we do, teaching, you know, mm-hmm. with each other. So, again, that's another one, you know, um, it, it could have been a pretty rough transition, but it was really, really easy because it wasn't that I was losing one family. It was just I was gaining a whole new one. Man. So now I have twice as many friends. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I can't wait to visit when everything clears up and see you once again because you have you have made my day and I thank you so much for taking your time out to come and be in the lion's den with me. It's been a long time coming. And you know, I don't know why teachers are afraid to come in the lion's den. What what y'all teachers better come on. I get actors, I get directors, I get all kind of people. I want more teachers too to share their experience and you know what they did. They're with. tired. Ooh. They're tired. <laughs> they're tired. Is that what it is? <laughs> They're tired. Hey, you have to do it on summer hey, break. Mm-mm, they're tired. <laughs> hey, y'all give it up for AJ in the building. <laughs> Thank you again for being here tonight. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, yo, this is straight from the Lions Den. We've had a great time with Amber Johnson. She is a teacher in Bibb County School System of gifted students, and she is a tremendous blessing to all. Uh, I, I, w- I would be amiss to say she has a disability, but she, she is normal to me. And we all have disabilities. Some are visible, some are invisible. But Whatever you're dealing with, don't let it deal with you to the point that you become despondent or taken out. Because like she told us tonight, it it does no good to walk around lamenting what you don't have. But look at what you do have and make the best of it because we know you can do it. Thanks again, AJ. You are very welcome. I enjoyed it. This was fun. It was. It was. Hey, tell tell me about your podcast real quick. I have a podcast, um, and it's through the school I'm at now, so I'll just go ahead and and plug it. It's all good. It's Heritage Elementary School, Mm -hmm. and um, I have podcasted with my kids, and granted, they're five to about 11 years old, Um, and I'll put something together. Sometimes it's just a hot topic of the day. Sometimes it might be about curriculum that we've been studying, but you... You have never podcasted until you podcast with like first graders. It is fantastic. <laughs> it's like herding squirrels. It's just impossible. It's great. Wow. <laughs> I can I can only imagine. I'm gonna have to get me some. I'm I'm gonna have to upload your podcast to mine. I'm gonna have to go out and find some kids to come on and uh, talk with me. Well, they would give you a run for your money. I'm gonna tell I'm, you that right now. I'm sure they will. <laughs> All right, y'all. This is straight from the Lions Den. I'm your host, Apostle John L. Solomon. You've been in the Lions Den, and we thank you with our special guest, Amber Johnson, affectionately known as AJ. And you are a tremendous group of people. We want you to keep on keeping on, keep your head up, and we're going to leave you with this. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next week. I don't know who's going to be on the show, but I know it's going to be a great show. So join me again next week. Straight from the Lions Den. God bless you. Paul said you must have the faith to call forth those things that be not as though they were. Judge not according to appearances. Don't judge your circumstances 
and the possibilities for your future based upon what you have now and because of what's going on now. No, 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 no. That's not the real reality there. What you're going through, if you're going through some hard times, it has not come to stay, it has come to pass. It's all right. Now, second thing is, repeat this after me. Something you should affirm to yourself every day. Repeat this, please. No matter how bad it is, or how bad it gets, I'm going to make it. Say that to yourself every day. As I used to say to myself, I, when I would get up in the Penobscot building and I had to go into the bathroom and, and bathe in the bathroom sink, I had written on the mirror that I put up, they just paste up and I read, no matter how bad it is or how bad it gets, I'm going to make it. <laughs>